Hey everyone, it's Travis. And Caitlin. We're Fool and Scholar Productions and the creators of Dark Dice. So Caitlin, where were we in the last month? Uh, at the beginning of the month, we were at D&D in a castle at Lumley Castle in the UK. Uh, it was quite an experience. After that, we went on a bit of a holiday. And now we're back and we want to share some of what we experienced uh, at playing Dungeons and Dragons in a castle. In a dungeon. Yes. It was super dark and creepy. We had an amazing time with some amazing people and we're going to recount what it was like in a little bit. But I think before we get to that, we have a little bit of a time pressing, time sensitive matter to talk about. Yes, we have a Kickstarter going on right now for a miniature line with Strata Miniatures. They are helping us bring to life our characters from seasons one and two. That's everyone you know and love uh, and a couple that you don't know yet. That'll be joining us and they're available on our Kickstarter, which is running for four more days. So you got to get in that really quickly because its window is closing. And if we hit our stretch goals, because we've already hit our goal, um, we'll get everybody bonus stuff. And also we might write a really fun one-off one-shot campaign to take with you with these new models. We're also doing a painting party, right, Caitlin? Yes. So seriously, guys, we've already reached the goal to make these things a reality, to make these minis a reality and to get them on your table. So if you want to have them on your table, you want to be able to join us for the painting party. I mean, you can join us for the painting party with your own minis too, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> I think the stretch goal is actually that we have a Dungeons and Dragons dice, but it's actually a dark dice dice yes dark dice dice um that has the little emblem for the silent one on it so we're hoping that we can reach that stretch goal if you guys haven't uh checked it out already even if you really can't support us just go look at the minis they are so gorgeous um when you order them or when you sign up to pledge you get the unpainted minis but we've had a set of the minis all professionally painted so we could showcase all of the little details and just how good these things can look travis and i love to paint minis we used to do it all the time while listening to spooky podcasts uh so it'll be fun we're actually gonna have to buy new paints though because i'm pretty sure all of our paints have dried up they're dead yeah so we'll have to uh but no that's really cool and uh i I was really surprised Uh, i think my favorite one out of all of them is filgia of all like it was very very cool she's just so awesome she is so let's let's get back on topic. So we were last month in D&D in a castle, Lumley Castle, eating very British food in a dungeon, <laughs> drinking tea, and yeah, so what was the experience like? So first of all, let's talk about Lumley Castle. Yes. As a location, it was gorgeous. I actually don't know how old it is, <laughs> but you're walking around and you're surrounded by all of these old portraits and it has this big courtyard in the center where you're surrounded by the high stone walls and these grandoise staircases and statues and statues and on top of all of that we got to play in what used to be the guards room for the dungeon so we are playing our scary campaigns in a dark, windowless, stone-vaulted room. Which is haunted. The whole castle is supposedly haunted with these, uh, oh gosh, they're like LED color-changing lights. We also got to use the terrain from... Uh, Dwarven Forge. The Dwarven Forge terrain, yeah. which... Like, which I love because it's like adult Legos. It is. So it is. part of the benefit of, oh, we'll get to that, but part of the benefit of co-DMing was when Travis is like talking to everybody, I would be like, okay, I know exactly what we need to make and I'm going to run away. I'm going to make these things. But we're talking about the castle first. Yes, yes. And then also like the lighting, like every time I'm like, all right, the green flame flicker to life and Kitten pushes a button and the room's suddenly green. It was super cool. <laughs> 
Or we walked into a cave and underneath your feet you hear the squelching of something and then as you turn and the torchlight emits into the room you see that it is blood nothing but gore upon which you stand and then i hit the button and boom everything's red it's pretty cool <laughs> i liked it a lot and the castle itself is located pretty close to uh Dur- this county durham. durham county durham well it's <laughs> located near durham the city with the university of durham and uh we flew in to newcastle airport Really short ride, really fun. I think we haven't been in England for... Five years. A few years, yeah. So it was really nice to be back. And like I was saying, Lumley Castle was great. They actually have an escape room in the castle as well. It's quite fun. So we, along with David Alt and some other Dungeons and Dragons in a castle goers, we beat the record and set a brand new record for for the Lumley Castle escape room. So that was really fun. That was, that was really fun. But, and then also there's this, uh, there's a cat they have uh, that just, it's around and puppet quite friendly. They've even got like plushies of the cat. It was all in all a super cool time getting to see nature, getting to see the sights nearby the castle, getting to see the castle, the the darkness beneath the castle where we dwelled for most of it. Um, it was it was a really great time overall. Yeah. And again, we actually stayed in the rooms of the castle. It's one of the benefits of D&D in castles. Like you can actually be there. Yes. Because of an issue with our flights, we actually had two different rooms over our stay there. So we got to see the castle from like two different locations. They're both quite charming. They were both really charming. Yeah. Like so just so like quintessential british <laughs> yes yeah I, I felt like we got the experience it was uh, that's an accurate like this was very much the quintessential what you would expect <laughs> so that was the castle itself and it was an amazing backdrop to have this D in a castle experience and of course the main event is you actually sitting down at a table and playing dungeons and dragons with the players We had three players at our table. I think, though, before we get to the main event, we should talk about maybe the stuff that we got to do, like all the fun things we got to do as part of the D&D in a castle experience that wasn't playing D&D. So first of all, they have a painting room and I painted some stuff. (laughs) Travis painted. (laughs) It's a heck of a lot of fun. Well, I don't know how he had the energy because we were playing games uh, or playing Dungeons and Dragons, running these campaigns for eight hours a day. And we had like panels to be on and events to go to. And at the end of the day, I was just completely fix on fatigue. I was done. I was totally tired. The minis called to me. And, but Travis was like, I must go paint. That's <laughs> what I do. And I hadn't painted in so long either. It was really nice. And I got to chat with some people and while I was painting because it's just fun social stuff that I enjoy. Uh, that I haven't gotten to be talking to people who talk back to me very frequently. And it's, it's Humans, nice Travis. I know. Humans. I know. Humans. And uh, there's also, uh, there was uh, like some, some games that were played. Uh, Action Castle was one of them, which is really funny. It's like, a, it is an RPG based on a old 90s green screen type in your prompt. Do you go east, west, north, or south adventure? But it was like verbally done. It was really hilarious. You are in the empty hallway of Tower 18, Floor 25, just in front of the door to Apartment 14B. What would you like to do? Type in Open Door. Open door. The door opens. Yeah, that was one of the one shots. I, I got to see that one while I was painting because it happened to happen 
at the same time. <laughs> uh, and there were some other one-shots being run by other DMs that were pretty cool that I didn't get to take part in. But uh, honestly, just getting to see people. Of course you didn't get to take part. You had to DM your own game with me. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun, though. And then uh, we also, there was, there was the Barovian Ball, which mm-hmm. was really cool. I didn't think I liked dancing, but I actually kind of do. Uh, and they Travis structured. Dance. We were taught how to do these old style dances. They, they explained how to do the dance and it was, it was pretty easy and fun. If I could describe your dancing. Enthusiastic. With one word. But terrible. I would say flourishing. Flourishing. Like you I, flourish. I like that. Like everything's more than it has to be. <laughs> that's perfect. That's, that's exactly spot on. And then there's some other really great DMs there that we got to uh, meet and talk with who'd actually written some of the books that we were looking at uh, <laughs> purchasing in like the local hobby shop near I, us. I don't feel so. like Travis has fully explained the Barovian Ball yet. Oh, sorry. There was also like some games we played. We had live music. Oh, the we music was good. We had the night market that took place during the Barovian Ball. Oh, I forgot about the night market. That was one of my favorite parts of the entire... <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so, dreadfully delightful. The night market, from the DM's perspective, is a real-world tool that we could use to insert like an object into our campaign, and we could tell our players, like, hey, there's something you might need to purchase or acquire. But it comes at a cost. But it comes at a cost. So they would gather themselves all up, and then they would go to the night market, and we would escort them so that we kind of knew that they were going to get the right object. But yeah, we had these amazing night market where the guy wore like a big cloak and a big... uh, Bird mask. Bird mask thing. It was so much fun. Um, There was also the banquet, which was the first night. That was also really nice. A full, 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 full... It felt like we were at Hogwarts. Yeah, it felt like Hogwarts. That's a good descriptor. (laughs) It it felt like... Sorry, we were at a wizard school. That was like one that might have been in a book people have read at some point in their past Yeah, everyone was having a great time. There was like singing. There was, again, more live music. It was a great experience. And uh, we had how many course meal? It was a lot. All I remember is that like... We kept thinking this was the last dish. And then there was another. (laughs) There was another. I think it was like five courses. But uh, beyond that, we also got to actually play D&D, which was really cool. We were co-DMing. And that was, I would venture to say that many people have not co-DMed in the past. And that is a thing that we do. Um, It was explained that we are a bit weird in that regard. So we're (laughs) unique, unique. What is co-DMing, Caitlin, for those who are playing the home game? Besides what you would think, obviously, it's two people DMing. But what's it like? It is... Oh God, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use that power white man word. Synergy. It's synergy. Uh, <laughs> it's the epitome of impromptu collaboration. Travis and I, we already work together on so many things. And yes, we do go in with a roadmap, of course, of the module that we want to run, the module that we've written, or modules that we have written. But if you've ever DM'd a game, you know that a lot happens on the fly. We go off the rails. Yes. <laughs> but We get to create an amazing experience by being co-DMs because we always kind of know where the other person is headed and we're there to support each other along the way and to fill in the gaps that the other person might be missing or lacking and to kind of shore up their strengths. So we get to have conversations with each other. So imagine instead of saying to your players, um, so role perception to overhear something. Instead, Travis and I can just have a conversation and we can drop the tiny little bits of knowledge that they need. And if they're actively listening, they can pick up on it. 
yeah, we've enjoyed co-teaming in the past. It's something that we've, we've always had a lot of fun doing. And I would say that the players also found it a really comical and frightful experience when you've got two people arguing with each other uh, as, as NPCs. Uh, it really forces them to pull in and jump into conversations. And then I, my sort of Excel strength is a bit of combat stuff. And then Caitlin really excels in keeping details together. Uh, in that regard, she's amazing at puzzles and presentation. I'm pretty good at, oh, they've gone left when they were supposed to go right. I can improv a few things that fit here that kind of fit the outline of what you're looking to do. And then she'll share it up with add a descriptive creepiness. But it's not just that. We get to create a really seamless gameplay when there's two of us. Because if one person has a momentary lapse of brain, (laughs) then the other person gets to fill in. Or like I was saying earlier, if Travis is in the beginning of describing a room that they're walking into, or they're starting down a hallway that we know leads to a particular area, he gets to continue, or I get to continue, but it was mostly Travis because I uh, really enjoy making terrain. Travis will continue this explanation and keep them enthralled while I disappear into the background and then reappear maybe two minutes later with a fully constructed terrain set ready for the next room. And some of the most unnerving NPCs <laughs> ever. <laughs> really creepy stuff. Also, um, so yeah, we're... We're going to be doing that for sure as the Silver Thrum when it comes out eventually. I've been working on that on the sideline. We've mentioned the phrase, but not the what behind it. We still won't. But it's it's exciting, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing more of that with <laughs> you, our listeners, uh, but also at our next D&D in a Castle thing in March. Because we're going back. We are. We'll be playtesting some stuff. This this time we got to do some tweaking on our, our future releases for Darkness Under the Mountain and the Dwarven Heist. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we bring next That's time. That's not fair. What? You're like, Darkness Under the Mountain and the Dwarven Heist. <laughs> like, where's the enthusiasm? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, why? Like, let's, let's go rob some dwarves. <laughs> like, yeah, that'll, be, that'll be a fun time. But um, no, we've, we've got a lot more to, uh, t- more stories to tell, more things to do, and we're excited to be there. Uh, our next episode will be out on the 16th on time, by the way. Nudge, nudge. So how do you feel that it went, Travis, being at D&D in a castle? And by the way, guys, we are going back, like Travis said, in March. And I think there's still some spots available at our table. Yes. So check that out at... Is it- at, at dndinacastle.com, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're interested in joining us next time in that deep dungeon, then uh, yeah, take a look. But anyways, how do you feel it actually went? Like our game and our amazing players, tell me more. I feel like it actually went pretty well. Our players were very inquisitive and on task and interested in exploration, which is kind of our, our jam. So it was a good group. And as a result, we were able to tell... I feel like the full breadth of the story that we really wanted to. Yeah. They were, like you said, they were so inquisitive. They were so interested in details. I I mean, of course, I love getting to play out what we've already written in the module, but there were points where they wanted to explore something that was not in the module. And I was 100% gung-ho. I was like, let's do this. I will, if you want me to, I will build this thing. We added a few rooms. We did because they were so interested in the pieces of a lore that we had created it was an amazing time they were such smart players yes i think i miss them yeah <laughs> i want them to come here they were such smart players so um i don't know like we were looking at we were play testing some of our newest puzzles oh, those are so fun and i don't know like do we make them harder 
I feel like we kind of have to. Yeah, they, they I feel like we need to make so harder smart. puzzles. <laughs> I look forward to more games like that to test the things that we create. We got to play a true necromancer uh, and see the class in action again, which I always love. Well, I guess things. we didn't get to play a true necromancer, but our player played one of our true necromancers. And he was very humble about it. Like, we kept yes. leaving corpses in his path, and it was always at an inconvenient time. So he was like, oh, I don't need this one. <laughs> Take the corpse! Take the corpse! <laughs> Sir, you're very squishy. You need help. It was it was fun. And there also was the glass cannon team. Everyone was really light HP. And then yeah. they made their HP even lighter by oh choices God. they made in packs and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, it was... It was a ridiculously good time. The gameplay was was a lot of fun. Oh my god, it was so much fun. And they did the things. They, they actually won. Guys, it was the first time we got to DM in person in a long time. I know, it was amazing. Like, I love playing online, but when you sit down around a table, especially a table in a stone vaulted room with ambient lighting and... Oh God, so the, the people at Lumley Castle will literally bring you fresh tea like every hour and a half. So you always have a pot of fresh tea. <laughs> so, and then as one DM runs to the bathroom, the other takes over. <laughs> yeah, it's like co-DMing is a completely different experience. And I when feel. the party splits up, yes. we just, okay, you guys got Caitlin. Yeah, <laughs> like Travis, you. you cover that side. I cover this side. If you guys split the party, which, you know, sometimes, sometimes you got to do, but I never recommend it. Um, we got you covered. It was really funny. It, it was, was fun. so much fun. Yeah. I, I I am always so happy that I get to play with Travis. We're sorry for, for gushing about this so much, but we did have a lot of fun, and we wanted to just send a quick bonus episode for you guys, uh, explaining a bit about the code DMing thing, a bit about where we were, because we were gone for like a week, yeah. and we're going to be gone for a week again in March. But this uh, is kind of a good announcement, too, because with the final run of playtesting that we did at D&D in the Castle... We are going to be working on putting together the final drafts for Darkness Under the Mountain. Yes. And the final draft for the Dwarven Heist module. Yes. So also to sort of round this out, is there anything else you wanted to say? No. Okay. Um, Kickstarter, go, support, look at it. They're pretty and uh, spooky. Yes, yes. Uh, please support our, our Kickstarters the last couple of days. If you're interested, they're, they're still available and we can unlock more stretch goals to get you more things with your basic pledge. Yes. And then one more thing. Uh, also, our dear friends, Season of the All Shadow is available on all listening devices. It's an album, uh, full album of music. Uh, we forgot something. What we forgot? The person who is there with us in full costume. He is I as Inscape, I have devil and a rogue, and you know that someone look as sunny and obscure and broke. So the fantastic David Alt was there with us at D&D in a castle, and he was actually in full costume it was amazing as is inskeep and he was not only that but he was playing several npcs at multiple tables throughout the weekend and he ran a really fun one shot as well yes again there was so much going on was (laughs) so david's first dnd game you've heard it was him on this podcast and getting to kind of jam with him again and and goof around and, and go on, on mischievous adventures uh, <laughs> and also see him do so with other DMs was quite a lot of fun. We miss you, David. Uh, <laughs> but uh, last thing we just wanted to say real quick before wrapping this up, this quick behind the scenes thing, Season of the All Shadow is available now on all of the ways that you find music, Spotify, iTunes, etc. It is there lurking and it is about an hour of new music, including stuff from Hitoshi Sakamoto. Orchestral haunts for dark fantasy. 
So check out Season of the All Shadow, however you find music, bring it to your table, and scare the heck out of your players. We'll get to work on the next episode of Dark Dice, and until then, never play Games of Fate. <laughs>